It seems like only yesterday that we were here doing the Golf Clash podcast. Now we're here doing Totally Unrelated. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing it back uh, from the old school because we're some old fools and it's so cool. So cool. I got, oh, I did write a rap on about GC, but I'll tell you that later. Okay. Uh, we, had, we took last week off. Last week was crazy. Um, I was here at the Dayton Funny Bone, which is where we're at right now, uh, with uh, the John Morgan. Uh, it was oh, a great shit. weekend and I had a great time. And then I... Uh, I bolted out late on Sunday night because I had to start getting ready for my trip to Bonnaroo, son. Uh, which was epic. But you go first. You tell me what you got going on. You're uh, you're here this week. You're yeah. here at the Dayton Funny Bone I'm with April here. Macy. I'll yeah. be at the Toledo Funny Bone uh, this week with Steve Wilson, uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, so Funny Bone, Funny Bone. It's like we're brothers or brothers, something. Son, bro. it's never been. Who would have thought? I don't know <laughs> that we would still be li- delusional enough to be chasing this dream. I don't oh, know. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, yeah, I'm working here. It's going to be fun. Uh, Cody Woods is actually their fe- the feature. Did you see the video I shared? Of yeah, him? I did. He's he's hilarious, dude. He's the only probably one of the only people that have ever like said, "Hey, man, I'll give me your information. I'll I'll get, pass it yeah, along yeah. and get you." And it actually worked. Where he, he's like from L.A. And this was an L. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll never hear from him again or hear, you know, which I wouldn't even have been mad. He was just a cool dude. Yeah. But I actually did hear from somebody. It was his name, Jason O. Rogers. He puts on those American Me mm-hmm. comedy shows, man. And I've been a part of like three of those since then. They've been great, man. They've one here, two in Liberty, man. And no, one in Toledo, too. So it was an awesome. awesome no one likes a bragger. I know. Okay. And I get like one or two mo- days a month. I can. Uh, yeah, man, things have been going great. Uh, it's a second shelf also. We've taken a break. We didn't go there today, but, uh. We could have. We could have, but we didn't want to brag again. We didn't want to brag again. Be in front of a live studio audience. Now we're just in front of no audience except you. You guys. Live. And if you're trying to comment and wondering why, we, we can't see you. Yeah, we're using the big, the good camera. We only, we only like to be in high definition. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, this is just something new that we're doing. We've been putting the podcast out, um audio and then it makes a video composition for facebook which doesn't share with the podcast or anything like uh the 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 libsyn uh numbers or anything like that it's its own separate entity so the numbers on facebook don't match up to anything else but i was like like well why wouldn't we just make the video if that's what it's going to do uh not that what we're looking at or what you're looking at is visually stimulating um but hell there's got to be one or two creeks out there (laughs) uh what yeah. else what else you got uh, yeah we, um, just some cool stuff going down at the second shelf um my aunt posted a post which you do when you post tell me about these posts uh it was beautiful it was cool. my aunt is so beautiful my aunt linda morgan she's like the sweetest heart ever but she there's a there's a man living in her building she lives i think wilmington apartment buildings um over there on wilmington avenue and I guess the fella is blind, and he's been blind for the last four years, and he's just by himself, really kind of to himself, maybe just not having anybody alone except for his service dog. Well, she's kind of befriended him through, you know, passing and found out that he used to play the guitar when he four years ago is the last time he played the guitar since he went blind. 
So she put a Facebook post out like, hey, there's anybody out there who has a guitar? I know this man that is, you know, fighting blah, blah, blah. So I see it. I share it. And within 10 minutes, I get Daryl Comley, awesome dude, man. He was in there today. He was stringing it up. He donated a guitar. It's a beautiful guitar. Put brand new strings on it. Um, it was just really cool, man, for, like, people to come together. Now, this I'm getting ready to, to deliver it today, tonight, around after we're done here. And then this is going to be cool. This is going to make this guy happy, and who knows what it could do for him. And that's one thing that I really appreciate being down at the second show with so many people in my friends list or just in my life and family that are willing to take small steps to do something really cool. You don't realize, you know, how easy it is to help somebody out, you know, or make somebody feel good. You know, you just come together as as people and make people happy, man. So it's well, I'm sure as the the comments on this video will uh, illustrate, it's so easy to take a shit on things these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so easy to be cynical. It's so it's uh, the lowest form of wit is cynicism. You know, it's it's one of those things that always gets a laugh though. You know, when somebody's like, uh, you know, I just oh, yeah. help these people, and you're like, eh, eh, you know, you just right. say something crass, There's and then it's good, like, right. and then it's funny for whatever reason. But it'll be plenty of that. It's, oh, you need to give them a belt too. God, how many times I got to hear that shit? Well, it, it, I mean, I, I, I was gonna say That's it funny. later, but so whoever stole that joke. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, is that it is very easy also to be nice. I don't know what makes it so unfashionable to be like helping or to uh, giving. There's this sort of mentality, I think, that we kind of get lost in sometimes where, well, if I have to work hard, then you should have to work hard, which is, I mean, I understand that logic, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not true. That's just not the reality of life. Some people never have to really work hard and some people's idea of hard work is somebody's idea of fun. Uh, Yeah. And then we look at somebody else, we look at like a movie star or somebody, and we think, oh, they must have an easy life or whatever. But it's like, just think about what it's like to have so much money that you have to worry about who's trying to steal your money. You know, the people that you've hired to watch your money. Who's trying to leech onto you only because of what you have and not because of who you are as a person. Absolutely. You know, that happens. I mean, even at your level as an MC, you've got people that want (laughs) to, they just... Can I get a guest set, Doug? Right. Oh, oh, Doug, I, can I get a belt, Doug? What's the manager's email? I wanna, <laughs> can can I get you recommend email? me to the – I'm like, I, I haven't even got – I'm still trying to get recommended. <laughs> I was going to ask you the same yeah, thing. Yeah, can you – shit. It is but. funny. I've only uh, – I have a – my policy is what I call a leave-the-door-open policy, not an open-door policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I get access to some new avenue – I don't try to slam the door shut and nail it behind me. You know what I mean? I try to leave it open for the, for the people to sneak in behind me that, that are worthy. Yeah. But I have had people ask me for recommendations. Uh, like one time I was working for Haywood Banks, and um, somebody asked me for a recommendation. With him? With no, the with, the, with the booking agency, Funny right. funny Business. And I was like, no. I was like, uh, I don't I, – I, one, I don't even know you passed – these two sets that I saw you do, and two, right. uh, if I recommended you where you're at right now, that would say a lot more about me than it does about you. So don't, and I was like, and don't ask people to do that. You know what I mean? If right. somebody offers it, that's completely different. But when you ask to be recommended and you don't even see that you're not ready, 
that's hard though for people to do that are hungry, man. I mean, I, I, you're right, but at the same time, I think it's hard because people are delusional too about how where they're at. I mean, sure, I, or how ready I've they been are. There. Well, it's like know, credit. Maybe they're that now. You know, I can say I, I feel like I'm ready to feature and and be in front of Stroop. I feel like I 100% in my heart feel I'm ready. That doesn't mean that I am. Right. And it's to be seen. There's a lot to to happen before I even get to that to get the audition or whatever if I ever do. So, but you know, you always feel hungry when you're newer or when you're uncertain. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You, there's like so much stuff that you're like, and I think what it is for me is that because I was able to record so much of what I did when I first started, looking back on it, it's like, I mean, my first video that I ever recorded at Wiley's, I was like, oh man, I'm killing, you know, like watching it like a couple of weeks later. But when I watch it now, it makes me want to throw up, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh God, look at me. Oh, well, I went and deleted half in, in, half the YouTube stuff I have on there. I'm like, I kept what? it up there, but it's hidden. It's not, you can't yeah, find it if you didn't already have I a mean. main I've, stuff. I've yeah. made it in private. I yeah. don't, because it's still stuff that I want to have, but it's like not representative of where I, I definitely right want to watch it one day when I'm thinking about ending it all and I've got the tip of the gun in my mouth. Let me watch something to push you over the edge. <laughs> let me see where it all started to go bad. Oh. <laughs> like having pictures all out spread out. Oh, I, I can show you in that video where I'm watching it where I have the epiphany that from now on this is what I do. There was like a moment like two and a half minutes in where I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess this is all I ever get to do again because this is too freaking awesome. This is where I'm at. This is I was us. having all kinds of thoughts that had nothing to do with the words that were coming out of my head. Uh, what else you got? Um, that's pretty much it, man. I just wanted to give a little. Oh, I've been. I, we got a, a load of like clothes that were not so clean the second show, but they were good clothes. Right. Like clothes I knew I could sell. Like they, so I took them to the laundromat. And it's like I haven't been to the laundromat in. Like a long time. It used to be my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laundromat I mean? is a lifestyle. It's been it's been like four years since I've actually had to live. And I'm that. not saying anything bad about no, laundromats because not, there's great. very few places that you could like not do laundry for a month and then go get it done in thirty minutes. Right. Right. So I'm not talking even bad about laundry but it's like East Third Street. And okay. nothing wrong with East Third Street. I, is it the one with the Wi Fi? It's my community. No, I I don't know if they do. Is it by not. the drive thru? It's a newer one. It's it's across from the drive thru. Yeah. Okay. But uh so I go in there and it's like and then there's a like there's somebody coming from the the drive-through. There's cops already out there. Of course, it's a, a male and a female, and they're yelling at each other. And I, I'm like, why didn't you get arrested there? And then they bring it over to the laundry mat. She uh, runs into the bathroom. He's like, you're gonna make us look fucking stupid out here. We look fucking stupid. I'm like, no, dude, you yelling into yeah, yeah, a bathroom yeah. that's locked, beating on it, making you look. But, like, I wasn't worried about her. She looked like she could wring his neck. So it was like I was in that awkward position where it's like, do I help who him? Who do I help? Yeah. If a fight breaks out, you know, you always want to help the woman. Like, you know, but right, this right. woman looked like I wouldn't want to mess with She's her. She's, like, swinging him around yeah. her head. I might actually go at him just so I don't get beat up by her. Oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. I got this, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to I ain't going to do so, yeah, man, it was just, but it's like, I'm sitting there looking, I'm just like, God, I don't miss domestic violence in the laundromat. And though 90% of the time there's, you know, not, that I remember, I remember happened. like the, there was like, I've, I've, I would see guys like hit on girls at the laundromat. Like I, you know, if you go like during a peak time, cause it's like one of the rare times where you're like, you're, tr- you're almost trapped there unless you're the type of person that doesn't mind leaving your clothes there, right. which I was never been that type of person. I got to sit in my car if I had to sometimes, but even then. You ever touch that mic like that? You, you, you'd be banned from the headphones. I swear to God. All right. Well, let me go into my thing. Oh yeah. Let's go into oh, uh, my my week. This. 
Um, this had to be killer. So this was like six months in the making. Right. Uh, I remember when I saw the lineup came out, I was at the Columbus Funny Bone. I was talking to uh, a former friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, do you want to go to Bonnaroo? And he was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the tickets. And I bought the tickets that night because Bon Iver was going to be there, which everyone knows is my favorite, favorite band. Now you do. And uh, and if you didn't, now you do. And they were going to be playing two sets. And that was the thing that was like, oh, well, I got to be there for two sets. It was one set. I would have just seen them while they've been on tour a couple more times. Right. But the two sets, I knew one of them was going to be extra special. Or at least that was my how estimation. Long, how long were the sets? An, uh, at least an hour. The first one was like an hour and 15. The second one was like an hour and 35. Um. And then, as the time drew closer, uh, it be- started to become clear that the person that I had planned on going with was probably not going to go. And then, two weeks out, canceled. And then, I asked another friend of ours yeah. to go, which we kind of knew probably wasn't going to show up at the, <laughs> at the last minute. 50/50. And the, the day before, canceled. And so, but the whole time, my backup was my son, my 16 year who just turned 16. Yeah. And he's not really a fan of any of the music that's being played there. He, a couple of the artists, but not like, not like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the experience. And that was the one thing that I didn't really count on, was that once we were there, uh, it was a seven-hour drive. I picked him up at like five o'clock in the morning. We head down to Manchester, Tennessee, and at... Uh, we lose an hour getting there, so I think we get there at like 12 o'clock, essentially, and it's uh, 98 degrees. Ooh, it's cool. It's uh, the sun is right above us. We we park, and the, sometimes you can be in this line for 90 minutes, two to three hours, to just to get in because just it's just backed up to the park. Yeah, to to camp. To camp. Oh, because the the there's just so many people coming in at yeah. certain times, but for whatever reason, coming in when we did. We there was like three cars in front of us, and we were through the security checkpoint and heading into our row within five minutes of seeing where we were. And nice. there's cops everywhere directing traffic to the to the different entrances because there's different types of camping and there's different types of entrances. There's like day parking and yeah. and car camping and then just regular camping. We found it all relatively quickly. Actually, we went too far on the exit, had to turn around and go back, but. Found it relatively quickly and parked super fast. Set the tent up within 30 minutes. Had it easy up 10 foot by 10. Had the bug screen around it. Tarp on the floor. Three wall tarp so I could move them around when the sun was coming yeah. in one side. I could drop a wall. Uh, pretty pretty relatively. We, ha- we had relative privacy and our neighbors were very cool. Uh, but we pulled in first into a row. So we were looking at another camp. Um, but there was like a fence there that had kind of like a partition in it. So... We were basically like at the end of a row, so we didn't have anybody in front of us and kind of nobody other than my car to the side of us, just one to the left and one to the back. Yeah. And everyone that was walking from a further point than us in that camp had to walk past our car. So we would sit out in front and just high five people all, yeah. all night. And one night we set up our laser lights and uh, you you had laser I lights? had laser lights, bro. On, I set man. up the laser lights <laughs> and uh, and and one of them is just like the ones we have at Jer's house, the disco party, balls. Party time, Alexa. Yeah. But the new one is um, a, a listener of the cast donated to us. It's a laser light that collides like it looks like a square and then it's like kind of explodes and it goes into all these little dots out here and then they call come back into a square and then they explode really? again. But it's red and green or just green. But 
if you put it into a huge room, it still looks super accurate if you put it in a really small spot. So when people would walk by, they'd see the dots on themselves and they'd be like, like Whoa, they dude. would come over and hug us and stuff <laughs> like that is so cool, man. And um, so Thursday, we got there on Thursday, Thursday night. There wasn't any real bands uh, that I knew or anything. So we kind of just kind of walked around and hung out, yeah. probably went to bed around two or three in the morning and uh, woke up. Uh, so the sun comes up at like 530. You can see clear as day by 530 because the sun's starting to peak now, where up. where was this again exactly? What Manchester, Tennessee. Okay. It's a couple hours southwest of Nashville. I'm guessing. I don't know. It's southern Tennessee. Okay. Um, and so when we woke up on Friday morning, it was hot by like 6 o'clock. And I went to the bathroom. The Porta Johns were also right by our Nice. It was like literally four four cars away, and then we were at the port. So it was a nice setup, and there was already a line, and it was like not like a line. It was kind of like if you're standing near these porta johns, and somebody comes out this side, then group. you got to make a a move for it. It was and a group. Yeah, of... it was very oh. Mad Max cannibalistic, sort of like, am I bigger than you? Could you take me in a right. fight? Is are you a girl that looks like you have to go? Like the girls that are holding their own toilet paper, I usually always would, would let them go because I'm like. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't very, very necessary. <laughs> but uh, I think that was the only time I ever had to wait to go to the bathroom. We walked around that day and checked out some of the other camps and some of the other pods. And it was so freaking hot, dude. I mean, I just remember we got back around 1.30 and I slept from like 1.30 till about 4. I'm not even really sleeping, just laying down in the heat like just. This must be what it feels like to have malaria. I mean, just sweating, sitting still. And uh, then we went out at 5 to catch a shower before they closed. They closed from 6 to 10. And it was happy hour. I didn't know I didn't know until till Saturday. But happy hour was from 2 until 5. But right. there's really a line until about 5. Because by 4 o'clock, everyone's trying to be inside the park mm-hmm. um, area. And... So was it a ticket per day, or did you just have one pass for the whole weekend? You get, like, a wristband for the whole weekend. Okay. And some people had day passes. I don't know how that works exactly. but um, So you leave to go to your campground, then you have to check back in through yeah, the you, gates. Yeah, there's three. There's basically, that I could see, maybe there's four, but I saw three entrances. There's, like, one for people that pulled up in their car, one for people that are camping, and one that's, like, around back for I don't know what. I don't know how those people got in. Right. Um. But the stages are all very different. In fact, I didn't even see the main stage until Saturday night when we were going to see Bone of Air. Um, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to like we had already been sitting. We were waiting. They were gonna start in like thirty minutes, and I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I don't want to be like holding it for an hour and a half. Oh, and uh, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go up here. And uh, my son came with me, so we went all the way up to where the bathroom. And then what the line was like, it looked like the entrance to like. Island on a yeah, Saturday exactly. morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and so I was like, well, all right, let's just go back. And so where we were, I took a different road. I thought the roads converged at the end. I thought they kind of looked like a football and converged at the end. But one went to the main stage and one went back down to the second main stage. Right. So we ended up walking around to the main stage. And I was like, holy cow, I haven't even seen this part of the park. We ended up, I didn't even realize that I hadn't seen that part of the park, though, until we had walked all the way to the other side and realized we couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. So we walk all the way back. Damn. We finally get back to where we were, and, and 
Bone of Bear is about to start in like five minutes. Oh, shit. And so we're standing up and we're watching. I have a blanket so we could sit down or whatever, but everyone, we were close enough that everyone was standing. And I could like see the stage from where I was standing. I could see all the people setting up the music and everything. And they come out and they start with uh, 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 22 Soon. And then they basically played the first five songs off of 22 a million. If you're not a Bon Iver fan, sorry, I'm going to nerd out for you for a second. <laughs> Uh, and then they played Blood Bank, which is like one of my favorite songs. It's like the song that got me even listening to them in the first place, just like listening to a playlist on Spotify. And uh -huh. I was like, oh, who's this? They play that. They don't usually play that live. Um, and so then after that, I told my son, I was like, we can go move a couple rows back. I'm ready to like sit down. And so we moved back, but we could. We were close enough that we couldn't see because everyone in front of us was standing up, but we were far enough back that everyone behind us was sitting down. Yeah. And that eventually people started to kind of sit down and I stood up for my jams and then they stopped playing. And as soon as they stopped playing, Eminem is supposed to start that minute. Like no they're way. supposed to stop at, uh, um, ten twenty five, and Eminem's supposed to start at ten twenty five. Right. So people are leaving. That's probably why I could, I was able to see cause people are leaving to go see Eminem. And so, oh, so he wasn't playing on that stage. He was no, he was playing on the main uh, stage, okay. which was around the back. Like I told you, Got like, you. so, that so cleared him out. as right. soon as Bonavere stops, everyone's up and moving that direction. Almost like somebody said, zombies are coming. You know what I mean? It was like a horde moving to the uh -huh. main stage and we start moving that direction. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how are all of these people going to fit when we get there? But then when we got there and I saw how many people were already there. It was literally like sixty-five to 70,000 people watching one stage. Damn. And Eminem comes out and, you know, oh, it's like a video, right? And it's this huge stage and these lights and everything. And, and there's this, see, was there a big Megatron? Yeah, you can see like three different screens, I think. Yeah. And we could only see one of them from where we, because we were kind of pretty far to the right side. And then this big banner just drops, like this silk banner from like, you know, 100 feet up or whatever. And it comes down and then Eminem comes out and nice. he's all over the place you, you know you would thought he was 19 years old the uh -huh. way he's moving around not 45 uh look had a beard did he had him a, had him had him a doug morgan beard looking he did all the hits uh i mean like but it was very highly produced in that he didn't do like all of the song you know he might do like just a few bars of one song and then go into to another the next yeah and but i got to hear some of my favorite songs and then my son was like okay i'm I've had about enough of this. You know, I was like, right. and an Eminem fan. <laughs> no, he is. He he really wanted to see it, but he was also he wanted to see Playboy Cardi too on oh, okay. on on Friday. We went and saw that, and while we were up close, he was taking pictures and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, this is the song I wanted to hear," you know. And so, but that was like he won like the rowdiest mosh pit uh, of the whole um, festival, and he's a rapper. You know, he's like a. Uh, I'm not that familiar with him, but I knew some of the songs when right. they were playing. It, it was the, good. Did you get into the mosh pit at all? No, we were far enough out, but it was one of those things where it was like, um, this is this is new to me. I've never seen people mosh out to a rap like that, yeah. which I'm sure it's been happening for years. Sure. <laughs> but uh, he was he was like, ah, you know, I've had my fill. I think is what he said. But he was really into the whole experience and seeing all the costumes and stuff. And I think, I mean, he's 16 years old. There was more fully exposed breasts, male and female, than I have ever seen really, just walking in around one weekend. No yeah, I mean, they on. would have, like, the, the girls would have, like, glitter on and stuff, you know, like, maybe, or, or like, heart, heart stickers over their nipples or right. stuff like that. But it was a lot of just 
loose breast meat out. <laughs> and the men were the worst violators. I'm sure. What I realized, I even said to my son, or my son said to me was, um, oh, he had to be in heaven, sixteen years old. He's well, awesome. he was just like he was like you know. It's funny that it, a lot of people that are really going to great lengths to show off their bodies have really kind of sad bodies. And I said, yeah, it's one of those things where people that have like the really like the, you got to pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get this for free. This ain't, your this ain't for free. <laughs> um, but it oh, was. So it wasn't like yeah, okay. It was. It was one of those things where you really got to see people being their freakiest self. So when I was sitting down to watch Bon Iver on Saturday night and um, we were just getting comfortable waiting for them to start, this guy comes over and he's wearing like like tight silver sequence shorts and he's got like wings on his back and he's got like a unicorn feather hat on, but like the horn thing here. And he was like, uh, is that the Antioch? In a small town, Yellow Springs, Ohio. <laughs> no way. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, cool, man. I'm from Troy. I was like, oh, small world. So, you know. <laughs> right. But it was one of those things where I was like, he's definitely flying his freak flag this yeah, weekend. He, where, this yeah, he was like, like, he was like, I didn't mean to, you know. Uh, freak you out with my <laughs> I didn't mean to fly in on you like this. I think he said something like, I didn't mean to, like, you know, divulge your location or anything. I said, no, that's why I wore the shirt. Yeah. You know, because anybody that knows is going to say something. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was cool. That's funny. That was cool. And I, I really did see a lot of like really – I met a lot of really nice people that would just start talking, you know, yeah. happy Roo, uh, you know, high five. You just walk by people, high five and stuff. It really is kind of like a, um, a rave concert utopia for a weekend. The parties right. go all night long. I was out till, till 6 o'clock on, on Saturday morning, and I was like – I was leaving, but some people were just coming in. Yeah. And – as soon as I got back to the town, I sat down. I just kind of like took it all in, took some pictures of the sun rising, and yeah. then broke down the camp and bolted out because rain was coming. I did not know how close it was, but after right. we got everything in the car and we're on the road by like 7.30, I think by 8.15, we were in a torrential downpour. Oh, damn. And it so rained twice it that day. So um, what, six, eight-hour drive? What? It was about a six-hour drive back to Dayton to drop my son off and then another hour and a half back to Columbus from there. Uh, yeah. But it, it didn't really seem like anything, but I did sleep. I went to bed that night at 8 p.m., and I woke up at 9 a.m. the next morning and then took a nap from 12 till 4 p.m. You got yourself here. <laughs> I was. And then, dude, on Monday, I was just I – I was depleted in every way, shape, or form. There was no serotonin, dopamine, uh, anything in my body. I was right. literally like – thinking about things from 1986 to try to make me sad. I was like, man, the shutter, cha- the shuttle challenger was really sad. And I was like, wait, why are you thinking? Of- You're just going through fucking Bonnaroo withdrawals. Just, I was like, just, I laughed at myself once I realized like what was, you know, it was just one of those, but dude, there was people, a guy died. They found a, de- a guy dead in his car. They don't know what he at, died at of. The yet. Bonner, yeah. Yeah. Um, no kidding. But I'm willing to bet it was, consumption of yeah. some sort something. mixed with heat or something like that i don't you know but i think there's 70 what eight hundred thousand people there at one time or another i think eighty five thousand is the peak or something so, like that yeah, but it's funny there's volunteers there there was this guy I was talking to for like a while he was like ah, i just got off he's like i got my tickets for volunteering this year so he's like so my sleep schedule slipped flipped i i'm working a different shift every day He's like, I just worked from five till three a.m. and now I'm what here. What are they like doing? What volunteers? just searching bags or working a food stand or I don't know what they have the volunteers do. It's right. a, a lot of different things though. Right. And um, so the first time I went into the security, um, 
it was like they searched pretty they like you know looked through all your stuff and then they let you through and you walk through the gate but like by the last night it was basically like just go man yeah dude I'm just done frisking go. people yeah. bro but then i noticed the last time i went in cuz i went back to the camp for a little bit to to gra- i grabbed like two beers and was drinking them on my way back and when i got in that time they had the professional security people there and they were like tearing people's shit apart if they were coming in with a bag that wasn't clear yeah. you know, like i handed them my stuff unzipped and ready to go and that's what they want you know they right. want to like make this easy for us right. so they basically just handed it back to me but uh, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I was, I was emotional watching uh, Bonavere because the weather was so nice, and there was like a chance of rain on Saturday all week. You know, yeah. we didn't know when it was going to happen. I ended up coming in early Sunday morning, but um, the, to be there with my son, to be there um, at all, to be able right. to have afforded it, to not have to have canceled myself because of work at the last minute. Because to be honest, the right gig comes along. I, I got to take that, yeah. you know, um, but I really enjoyed myself and yeah. it was one of those kind of once in a lifetime experience. I don't know if I'll ever go back or ever do another festival like that again, but I was watching the videos today on YouTube of the performances of Bon Iver and some of the, and the killers yeah. and, and Eminem and stuff. And I got emotional, man. I almost started crying just, just because it was like, I was so yeah. happy that I got to be there. I've never felt that way about a concert. I mean, I've used to go to concerts all the time when I was in high school and stuff, but never really felt that transcendent uh, or that big of a fan of anything. So the fact, and the fact that it worked out that your son ended up going, that had to be a, the suit. fact that he got to go and he enjoyed it right? and he wants to go back, you know, he wants to do it again. The, that was what I didn't count on. That was the extra, extra bonus. But so I'm back in the world. You're back in the real world. Trying to, trying to <laughs> remember that I'm a comedian that's got to write some new jokes for this weekend and, uh, and be funny. Did you notice that Toledo has got almost an all-black lineup coming up? Do they? I'll have to I mean, that's why you're out there all the time. I'm about to throw out, <laughs> throw out an email for my phone shows. Yeah. yeah, I'll do the next eight weeks. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I've noticed that I just, I was looking at the calendar and I was like, oh, I don't, who's this? Oh, who? And I was like, oh, wait, this is starting to turn into Cleveland's. Yeah, I think uh, they go, there's a lot of urban shows. In well, it's close to Detroit. And uh, the first time I ever worked there was with Paul Mooney and it was all black room, you know, yeah. and I didn't even know the difference at that point. Yeah. I was so new to comedy. So, I didn't yeah. know that I wasn't supposed to be funny in that room or, or that I could, it was going to be harder to be funny in that room or anything. Right. I didn't have any, <coughs> excuse me, nervous, nervousness about it. But I think also what it was really was I was resigned to my fate because the very first night Rick was like, well, just do like 40 minutes. And I was like, uh, you hired me to do 10. 40 minutes? Because uh, Paul Mooney had to go find an ATA or a Western Union. Pre-headline like, this yeah, as a yeah. young buck. Just we're going to split it. You're going to co-headline your first show Holy. ever. And uh, it wasn't my first paid show ever, but it was my first Funny Bone show ever paid. I think. Really? No, no. I'd probably was. done one MC spot here, but it was my first full weekend. Right. I just remember that. Nadia called me on like Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday, and right. she had been at Wiley's the night before, and I did have a scorcher the night before. Right. And uh, she was like, yeah. And, but what I really think it was, was that Paul Mooney's people were like, we don't want anyone too strong. At that time, yeah. We so want somebody kind of soft up front. Combination. And well, just because, you know, you put a young, hot, black comic up there that's ripping the stage, and right. then you put Paul Mooney up there, it's a that's a gear shift and a, and a half. Because right. that weekend, Paul Mooney 
was walking half the audience. I was gonna say that was. I remember it was you aggressive. That was a pretty. But then that Sunday night, the last show sold out. They actually saw like an extra forty seats of just people sitting along the wall, yep, and and, and gets a standing ovation after two and a half hours. Damn, he did that many. Are you kidding me? Two and a half hours. Holy Jesus. Vince was there. Vince, was, yeah, it was it was one of those things. I mean, like. It was like a who's who of black comedy came out to see him that week, and people from Detroit came in. Really? And I was like in the green room, and so people would knock on the door, and they'd be like, I just wanted to see if I could say hi to Paul Mooney real quick. And I'd be like, I'm not seeing people right now. And they'd be like, you fucking piece of open mic open piece of mic. shit. I know who the fuck you are. You don't deserve <laughs> right. to be in there. And I'm well, like, I, I didn't ask. Power yeah, exactly. Given, huh, exactly. Little... I was like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't <laughs> ask for this. <laughs> I'm just the gatekeeper today. Um, what else you got going on in your uh, life? Man, I got you got a new joke you're working on. Yeah, I got a few of them. I got quite a few. I'll say that for the stage. You have to come out this weekend. Come out this weekend to see Doug's new material. Got some new stuff, some good stuff, some fun stuff. Uh, that's, uh, it's getting a little light in July. I got a couple shows in July. I got the Fountain Club show. Book Doug Morgan. Put him yeah. on your show. Hello. Let the boy tell jokes in your You've living room. how hilarious this wasn't. Let's try to get. No, yeah, just looking for uh, gigs. Got one the 14th at uh, the Fountain Club. Ransom Carr, Jeremy Johnson, little cry for help tour. Going to bring them into the Fountain Club. It's my little spot that we. Uh, I've, I've been doing shows there for the last six years. Killer shows, man. Yeah, yeah. I've only yeah I've only done one. Yeah. Have you done one? I did one well, like four years accident. ago. No. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like four <laughs> years ago. I think you must have slipped through the cracks or something. It was a fallout. Yeah, you were all. <laughs> I was already there. And they were like, uh, are you dressed to do it? Yes. I still don't want you on. Yeah, it. this is awkward. Who's to, who's doing the cry for who's in the cry for help? Uh, it's right basically now. Ransom Carr created it, and then you know there's been like, uh, uh, where's Travis Clyburn these days? He's in California now. Oh, he's is he? One, he actually stayed. Like some comics say, they're gonna go. I think he came back for a minute, then he went back. All right. And he's living there now. I don't know what he's doing in anything in particular. I think he's trying to do some acting stuff. Um, and like Dale Bloomquist, by the way, he's been uh, shout out to him. Hopefully, he's feeling better. I uh, know he's been laid up. They had to amputate his leg, I think, at above the knee. What? Yeah. So he's in the hospital. Is they a couple weeks ago he was doing a show at the Cry for Help and he didn't show up. Like he just had some, he was sick. He's I don't know. I'm not going to go into detail, but you know, make sure you give Dale some love, prayers. Hell yeah, love to love to Dale. But uh, yeah, so he's uh he's recovering. He's a part of that tour also. And then I don't, I don't know who's going to be on the show. I think Jeremy Johnson and. Uh, Car, I believe maybe Nick Taylor, maybe I'm not sure, but it's gonna be a few of us. And Sweet. then, uh, yeah, not me. Oh, you go, you're a working man, son. You're yeah. gonna be on the pot. You're gonna be on the road. I can't uh, afford you. I got cry for hail. Yeah, cry for then 28th of July. I'm gonna be. Were you ever? Do you ever do one of the Mud Puppy shows? It's not Mud Puppies anymore. It's in Blanchester. It's called. Is it Blanchester? It's probably not even Blanchester. It's a, Sounds familiar. It's a little country bar out in the country. It's cool. We've done shows there years ago. It's a great. Wendy Ferguson's going to be on that and Jeremy Johnson. Who You so booked that? They just reached out to me. Okay. I told them I could either do a big show and bring in some, you know, my my yeah. heavy hitters that are actually paid working. Gonna cost <laughs> or you more. could bring in Wendy Ferguson. Uh, well, she, she's she's all the money and half the size. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she quit touring. She was touring there for uh, the okay. wrestling thing. Yeah. Not to say that she still doesn't do gigs. Oh no, she like, does. And she's and she's from that area too. Uh, so okay. she and you know she's that awesome. makes she's sense. Hilarious. I don't want to follow her. Yeah, Ranson does a lot of the um, shows at the at Wiley's, which he and he does a good job bringing in people. And I mean, he really he, 
he brings a lot of people to his shows. He does a, a hell of a job. So, you know, he's not going to be doing a show that weekend. So, pop him on. Boom. And then Jeremy Jones home. Yep, yep. Those are some of my favorite white people in the world. Hey, buddy. And then I'll be at the laundromat again. Here, you, see you, at the, you can check Doug out at the laundromat. He's going to be doing three loads yep. uh, on Friday. Yep. And uh, check out the spin cycle. <laughs> it's going to be a... Jeremy uh, Elmore asked me, he's like, did you... Uh, did anybody ask you where they if they found your uh, any of your shame in the one of those <laughs> <laughs> or, no, or, or no dignity? I was like, no. But he said he said anybody find any dignity in them drives? Like he said, I dare you to ask that if anybody. If I was like, no, but they dropped hey. some shame over there. If you yeah. want to pick that up, <laughs> I think. Uh, did you just use this dryer? Because I believe I left my dignity in yeah, here. Yeah, I'm gonna need about to. an hour ago. If you could just give it back, <laughs> I could use it. So that's about it for me. Um, I got uh. I got Toledo this weekend, and then I've got the Blue Note Bistro later. Check my calendar, CosbyComedy.com, if you're interested in coming out to a show. i got some stuff coming up in Columbus um, and Dayton and Cincinnati. And uh, shit, I just put dates on the calendar for December and November, which if that's how this year's going, there's going to be – you might be able to catch me – doing a uber or grow up or something <laughs> like that for the uber, uh yeah. the third quarter of this year yeah. uh but no my goal really was to get out and do more open mics and kind of because i got this new material that i've been get working back on to your grassroots well i think that's what i found out about bonnaroo was i forgot i was a performer all weekend and i was just an audience Be member a nice getaway well, it, and not to put like uh, some sort of grandiose idea behind it, but I didn't think about doing comedy all weekend. It wasn't like, uh, I mean, I even booked shows while I was there with no internet. I got a text from Columbus like, hey, can you do right. these two shows? In Col-? And I was like, please text me, which they don't <laughs> ever text me back. But um, yeah, but I had to walk around the camp until I got the to email to send. God, yeah, Jesus. finally sent. And I was like, yes. Victory is mine. <laughs> but I didn't think about jokes. I didn't think about writing jokes. I didn't think about performing jokes. Yeah. There was there was like an open mic thing going on. I was like, I ain't going to that. Oh, really? And then, it was uh, a, like I think it was like for music, music or whatever. Right. You probably could do whatever you wanted. Right. But there was like different camps that had open mics and stuff. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't feel like a performer. It didn't really hit me until yesterday. And it didn't really, really hit me till today when I was like, we got to record. And I started listening to the music from the weekend. And I was getting emotional. And I was just feeling alive again i really did kind of hit some sort of a reset button in my brain this weekend yeah man it's got to be good to get away even if you love something like comedy i mean it's good to to take a break from anything that you do absolutely well to gain some perspective even um when you get really far away from it sometimes you when i knocked my teeth out that was like another thing that kind of gave me because it was like i can't perform right with my teeth messed up yeah and so when i got my teeth fixed it was kind of like here we go. Now you can't make those kinds of mistakes. You can't yeah. be passing out on your face like that. <laughs> Concrete is not on the menu, sir. And what's crazy is that I always had an irrational fear of knocking my teeth out. Like I had this like recurring oh, nightmare God. in the back of my head Every of me like, ah. yeah. and turns out not, not so, <laughs> not not such an irrational fear. <laughs> turns out it did happen. It was going to happen, and uh, it didn't really even hurt. Uh, it just hurt my ego. That's all. Well, thank you all for tuning in. This has been uh, episode 118, I believe. Totally unrelated. And we'll throw it back to you guys next week. 
And who knows where we'll be. Probably back in front of a live thrift store audience. Dang right. They miss us. want to thank the Dayton Funny Bone for letting us do the cast here. Uh, we did both casts here today. And uh, come see Doug here this weekend at the Dayton Funny Bone with April Macy. Get at me for tickets. I might have a few left. He might have a few comps left. You holler at a boy to college. Uh, you can contact me. D slide into my DMs if you want some comps to the show with me and Steve Wilson up at the Toledo Funny Bone. And until next time, stay unrelated. Totally.
Whispers 